0: Welcome to the More to the Story podcast. I'm so glad that you have come along for this special thanksgiving episode of the more to story podcast in case you missed it just this last week the most previous episode we just released an important interview with nt wright what a privilege it was to talk to him and some of you have probably seen it by now but if you haven't i'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast on youtube or spotify apple Podcasts, or the like and we'd love for you to check that out and and also on today's episode there's gonna be two things First, I'm going to have, well, actually, this is going to be second. You can see my daughter coming along with us here. This is Georgia, and she's advertising my book, Contender, which you can get at Amazon. And I'm going to be having my kids on again. Two years ago, they came on the podcast, and just you get to know them a little bit and hear some of the things that they're thinking about and what they're doing. And then, uh, but the first thing that's going to come is a conversation I had, or not just a conversation I had, a conversation I'd like to have maybe with some of you. Now, this is interesting. Here's what I'm saying. I had a friend, John Smith, who attends church with me, who came up to me and said, I love your podcast, but you know, one thing that's happened to me recently is that there, I have a friend, a work colleague who wants to know Jesus, and he's just like, we just said a prayer together, and we just started entering this journey, and he's saying, well, what do I do now? Well, what do I do? Well, what a great question. He said, can you direct me to any podcast? And as I thought through it, I thought, well, I don't know if I have anything direct directly addressing that. So we'll have a few minutes where I address that here in just a second. It'll actually be from a Facebook Live that I did previous to this that you can check out at my at my Facebook page Andy Miller III-Author page. Or you can find out more about the podcast and all the things coming from this ministry at andymilleriii.com. That's andymilleriii.com. I'm thankful to my sponsors who make this podcast possible, WPL Development, Bill Roberts and Wesley Biblical Seminary that have made it possible for me to have this podcast and hopefully bring helpful encouraging content your way. So First is conversation that I have coming your way about uh, so, so you want to follow Jesus. And that's going to be, my, I'm going to answer that question and kind of give some tips of what you might, we might be able to say to people as they're coming into a relationship with Jesus. And then second, you'll have my conversations with three of my favorite people in the world, Andy, Titus, and Georgia. God bless you. Hey friends, I am coming to you on a live Facebook feed because I want to answer a question that came in for this podcast. And this will be a part of our regular podcast that will come out with our Thanksgiving edition. And the question came to me on a Sunday morning. Somebody came, my friend John Smith actually, actually a great name for Thanksgiving, came and said, uh, I have a friend who wants to follow Jesus and I believe that they even like led him to Christ in a moment, like he had a moment where he, asked for forgiveness of his sins and committed his life to jesus but he was like well what now and so john just asked me very simply so what do i do now are there there any resources that you could any podcast he said and i thought back to my 200 plus podcast and i thought you know what I don't have I, mean, I think there could be things that pe- could benefit people in that sense like I'm, I'm, I think that people could probably enjoy some of the conversations that I've had in the past but at the same time I probably don't have anything at addressing that exact question so I thought let's just do that now so you want to follow Jesus I'm assuming that if the person who asked that question to my friend John uh, was would ask that question, maybe some of the intellectual hurdles of believing in God are something you already passed. And, and I'll just say, I root kind of even my own understanding of why I believe in two central facts. First, that God created the world out of nothing. I can't explain why there is something rather than nothing, except for the existence of God. Now, we could talk about that philosophically, uh, we could talk about the doctrine of creation out of nothing, creatio ex nihilo, but I'm just wanting to say, like, that fact, intellectually, I can't get beyond that. Then the second fact that I have, that I think about empirically is, and, and deductively, is Jesus' resurrection. Like, I truly believe that the best way to explain the events surrounding Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is that Jesus, in in, in the advent of the church, and the witnessing the faith of the disciples, uh, even though they were willing to die for something that they knew was true, if they thought it was a lie, they wouldn't have believed it, they wouldn't have like risked their lives. the empty tomb, Jesus' actual death, all of these things are reasons that I affirm the Christian faith. And then after that, I believe that God had inspired the scriptures as the without as a truthful, without error, testimony to what God has done in space and time. So those are some of the things that are the foundational piece for me. But maybe my friend, the friend of John Smith, already has kind of like got to that place. But now he's asked a question. Maybe I'm just assuming somebody who is listening to this has already decided. Maybe you've already maybe gone forward on a Sunday morning, or maybe you've said a prayer with a friend. So what now? Wow, what a great question. So the first thing I would say is I would encourage you, to read your Bible, to read it. And if you don't have a Bible, to get a Bible. And we won't get into the specifics of which translation is absolute best, but I would go with one of the standard ones, like the NIV, the ESV, the New Living Translation. We have people on our faculty who contributed to that that edition. I'm at Wesley Biblical Seminary. um, And that's a very readable translation, a New Living Translation. So I would encourage you to get the Bible. Here's what I'd say, Um, read 10 minutes a day. Give 10 minutes a day. Maybe if you do more than that, um, that's great. I, w- I would start maybe somewhere in the New Testament. I, not that you have to do that. I don't want to be too legalistic. The great thing, we have the many resources available to us now via Google. If you go to Google and just type Bible reading plan, you'll get hundreds of examples of what to do. And maybe it'll be overwhelming. Maybe just choose one of the first couple that comes up. You could go right from Genesis, the first book of the Bible, all the way to Revelation at the end of the Bible. You could just go straight through. If you do 10 minutes a day, you could, uh, you'll could, you probably, if you're an average reader, probably get through the Bible in a year. Uh, another way to think of it is if you do three chapters a day, Monday through Saturday, and five chapters on Sunday, also you'll get through the Bible in a year. It's not imperative that you get through the Bible in a year, but it's just a nice little goal to have. Maybe I know some people who do uh get through the Bible in three years type of process. Some people who just do whatever kind of speaks to them that day, and they go through, you know, cover to cover. Some people maybe like to look at, um, parts of the New Testament first. Um, maybe they look at one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And then they go to the Old Testament and then they go back to the New Testament. They kind of bounce around. <coughs> but whatever it is, I just encourage you to spend 10 minutes reading the Bible every day. And then after that, if you could just take a few minutes, and if you, if you have a notepad, a journal, just a piece of paper, maybe even a note on your phone, um, I try not to actually get on my phone first thing in the morning. That's just one of my own disciplines. I don't really want to be on, my, on a screen first thing. So I'm old-fashioned in that way. But even if you write down, well, what did I hear God saying? Is God speaking? And I believe throughout time, God has spoken through Scripture. So that's the first thing I'd have you do. Make sure, make sure that you're getting into Bible. Secondly, try to find Christian fellowship and try to get connected to a church. And I'll say just a kind of a very general phrase, a Bible-believing church, a church that affirms the authority and inspiration of scripture. Um, I think that that will become pretty clear um, as you're looking for a church. It wouldn't be a church that would try to explain away passages, but a a church that would affirm the truthfulness of scripture. So the tradition that I grew up in says that, that, they believe that the scriptures of the Old New Testament are given by inspiration of God and they only constitute the divine rule of Christian faith and practice. I know that's somewhat kind of like, almost sounds like legal language. If you first time you've heard somebody talk about this type of stuff, but I encourage you just to get involved in a church and then um, do what you can to talk to a pastor. And likely that pastor, if they find out that you're a new Christian or somebody who's wanting to become a Christian, oh man, when I was a pastor, I loved that. Like, oh, just... You can't, you can't i I would, I would make things up for somebody so I just encourage you to try to see what that church does in their own discipleship program know this like when you become a christian you're not just saved from something you're saved to something you're saved from your sins and ultimately from eternal punishment and to a holy life we, like when you become a Christian. Your sins are forgiven. You're freed from the guilt of sin. But also in that moment, you have the power of the Holy Spirit that has regenerated you. Now some of that language might not sound familiar at all. I totally get that. But you have this person that is actively engaged in your life, wanting to help you to get beyond the guilt of your sin, but also what happens when we accept Jesus into our life, When we move to a place where we like allow ourselves to let his love flow into us. Some people don't like the word accept. I get this. It's not like we're, um, so I'll be cautious with that. Well, once we say we're a follower of Jesus, let's say, then we have this power, not just to be freed from the guilt of sin, but we have power over sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have opportunity to grow to something, grow in holiness. And we're, we're like on a direction that isn't the same as it was before. And also for this, like uh, if you listen to my podcast that came out last week with N.T. Wright, and now if you're a new Christian, this will sound like a lot of stuff might just fly by really fast. But he reminded me too, in that podcast, that we're not just saved from the world, we're actually saved for the world. Now let's see see if I can explain this. We're not just saved from the world. Sometimes we think, okay, like heaven is just some distant, non-physical place out there. Well, actually, like when you think about where creation is headed towards a renewed creation, a new heavens and a new earth, that we in our bodies and a renewed body will participate in a resurrected planet, a resurrected reality. So we're saved for that world. Uh, and also, we're saved for the opportunity to serve other people. In the tradition I grew up in, um, we would say we are saved to serve or saved to save. So we have a responsibility to help other people come to know Jesus, but also an opportunity. We're saved with intentionality, like with a focus. Okay, so that those are some things. He might you want to get involved with the church. And they might then lead you towards some other things that they have, programs that they offer. But I'd say if it doesn't involve you getting involved with a small group, maybe somebody who's a more mature Christian who can disciple you. And when I say the word disciple, what I mean is you become a learner. You become a follower, somebody who wants to learn the essence of the Christian faith. So I really quickly grabbed a few books off of my bookshelf and I got some advice from some other people as well. Uh, there, there's a book here uh, called The Band Meeting that might be this is uh, by my friend Kevin Watson and it's Scott Kisker who I know but not quite as well um it's an opportunity to get involved with a group of three to five other people. This is like a small group where you ask each other, and I'm in one of these meetings, we meet every Thursday, where you ask important questions. How is it with your soul? Um, What is God saying to you? What are your successes and failures? Um, Is there any sin that you need to confess? And these are great ways to grow in your relationship with Jesus and learn from other people too. This regular accountability and regular checking in. And then... I'm going to give a lot of books. Just forgive me. You can probably uh, YouTube these, Google these, and find uh, summaries or maybe even the author is talking about them. That might be a good way to do it too if you don't want to read a book. But Celebration of Discipline is a great book. We have folks go through this here at Wesley Biblical Seminary talking about important disciplines of the Christian life like fasting, silence, service. Um, one thing we'll emphasize too is that we want to put ourselves in a situation where one of the kind of the spiritual great-great-grandfathers of mine is a man named John Wesley. And he talked about the importance of acts of mercy and acts of piety. Acts of mercy and acts of piety. So acts of piety are those type of things where we spend time in prayer, Bible reading, uh, fasting, uh, these disciplines that are mentioned in celebration of discipline and that they're discussed there and they're like he lays out ways that you can do that Um, but then the acts of mercy are things that we do for people who are in need where we show God's love we act that out by serving people who might be maybe they're in prison maybe they're in a nursing home but you find opportunities to serve people who are in need so acts of mercy and acts of piety so as you're a new Christian, you're following Jesus, make sure you find opportunities to show acts of mercy and acts, these are things that you do, actions of piety. All right, another thing you might maybe keep in mind is just kind of learning some of the basis of the Christian faith. Now, likely your church has something like this, so you might have a catechism, which is a learning document that starts with questions and answers. I recommend you go through that, find out what your church has there. Um, here are a couple books. My friend Jeff Bakus, who does a lot of the um, kind of producing of my podcast, so appreciate him. Um, one of his teachers, he recommended this book called Common Ground by Keith Drury. And it walks through the Apostles' Creed, which is the earliest kind of catechesis document that we have. Um, or creed statement. And many churches, I'm not sure if the church that you would attend will do this, but I didn't grow up in a church that said the Apostles' Creed, but I still affirm it, and my church still affirmed it. But I love saying it and reciting it. It would be great just to camp out on each of those words. These are the words, these are the things that Christians for thousands of years have believed. And it'd be important if, if that's indeed the case. And if now you're following Jesus, you need to find out what other Christians have believed. So this is a good book to get Here's another one similar to that. This one's by my friend, Tim Tennant. It's called This We Believe. And there's just short little meditations about each line of the Apostles' Creed. So for instance, I believe in God the Father, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. It stops there and kind of walks through that. This is a great little book. So I recommend that you get something like that so you can learn the essentials of the Christian faith. Um, some other resources I'd recommend. Oh, well, back to the small group piece. Um, there's another small group method that I'd recommend that is called the 5Q method. And this would be like getting together with a group. And you can find if you just Google 5Q groups. Oh, there you go. I see some people coming online. Um, just it, it takes you through a passage of scripture. And when you, you read that passage and then you listen and you see what God might be telling you, you share that with the group. Then you use that scripture passage to pray, and then you use that scripture passage as a way to offer a testimony to what God is doing, and then you also say, what am I going to do differently as a result of this passage? So, um, the five five quick questions, that not just quick, five questions you ask that's rooted in scripture that leads you to listen to the Spirit, listen to other people, think about what you can change, but also helps you know how to pray as well. So you use that scripture to pray. You can find that my my friend and colleague, Matt Friedman, has written a book called 5Q, 5, the letter Q. So you can check that out as well. Then, um, as you're wanting to go a little bit deeper, I've mentioned this already, that we're saved from sin and to holiness, I recommend a couple of of books on holiness. Here's another, actually, it's funny. I think I did this, they're both by the same people, and I think they both are thinking this, so Keith Rui and Tim Tennant. I don't know Keith at all, but he has a great book. And this is, I I have a lot of old books that I love on holiness, um, and I recommend reading John Wesley, Samuel Logan Brangle. um, uh, I I could list a lot of people now, some, uh, some others from the 1800s, but... Um, this is a clear, a very clear book called Holiness for Every Ordinary People. And I recommend this is kind of like thinking of some of the things that we do with the nature of how we think about God's, how God's Holy Spirit is at work in us, helping us to move beyond sin. So that God's love, God, the God who is love, who exists as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that's who he is. He is self-giving love. In in 1 John, we're told that God is love. Like, in his very essence, if that's the case, if God is love, then love, love wants to exclude sin in our life. And sin is any area of our life where we reject God's presence. Or kind of a classical, kind of more technical definition is a willful transgression to a known law of God, something we know we're doing that we shouldn't do, that God has asked us not to do. And maybe even now, as you're a new Christian, you're learning that. So you don't even know what those things are. That's why, of course, the first thing I ask you to do, encourage you to do is read the Bible. Just read scripture. Um, and, and you'll learn some of that. And it'll be challenging. And it will be painful at times. But just, just get into it. Read the Bible. so Or we'll listen to the Bible. You know, the, the Bible app's a great place to go as well. So that's a great book. Also, uh, The Call to Holiness. Um, by Tim Tenet, Another. I'm trying to do short, easy things. Um, but if you want to go a little deeper, I think most people would say that this is a great book to read. Now, it is a thinking book. It's not necessarily an academic book. But I would think that most Christians in the English-speaking world, and probably beyond that, would think that this book is has been one of the most helpful um, to their spiritual lives, their intellectual life. But also, um, uh, and I, I say that like the a lot of people would put this in their top five. Maybe it's not number one, but this is uh, Mere Christianity. And I like old things, okay? I like old books, and this is an older version of it. I, I've read it multiple times, and I thank God for it every time. And C.S. Lewis is, is by C.S. Lewis, a, a great writer. Um, and you probably would want to read Everything You Can by C.S. Lewis, if you can. Even uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Maybe, you've already, maybe you already know those type of stories. But rec- I recommend that you get get this book. Or here's another. Since I had N.T. right on the podcast last week, this is like a perfect title. It, it's called After You Believe. After You Believe and Why Christian Character Matters. Now, this is talking a little bit more about Christian ethics, like how we how we should behave as Christians in light of who God is calling us to be and where we are appointed. Remember, I said we're not just saved from the world, but from for the world so in light of the fact of where god is taking us with a new heavens and a new earth with renewed bodies on a new creation that's that like how we behave now that's what he highlights here all right i'm sure some of the people are thinking andy you know oh i have one more i want to make sure i get to um why, why didn't you say this why you? And, and i'm sure i'll be thinking the same thing too that I, I wish I would have uh, uh, thought of another book. But I'm just, I'm pretending like this, that my friend John Smith came in and he brought his friend in with him and said, hey, I've just decided I want to follow Jesus. What do I do now? So th- those are some things that you do. I want you to read the Bible. I want you to read the Bible 10 minutes a day. I want you to maybe write something down that you've learned and that you feel God's saying to you, something you can apply to your life. Try and pray. Try and try. And just what the words that come to your mind, and, and you'll learn to pray, particularly if you get in a small group, and as you go to church and you are being discipled, they'll help you have kind of learned and you'll become more familiar with God. Um, get get in a group, either a band meeting, some other type of small group, a Sunday school class, um, think about spiritual disciplines. Um and then I wanted to mention too, <laughs> I couldn't find the actual the more contemporary version of the book but it's it's called uh, discipleship training and if you go to if you just google Charles Lake discipleship you'll go probably find a growth ministries page and when i was serving in churches and i found that often working with new christians his resources they're called um just discipleship training they are the very kind of ground level like how to have a quiet time how to share your testimony how to make an application how to pray uh, I just love that book, and it's it's not probably on the New York Times bestsellers, but it is a great book that might be helpful, and And I'd encourage you to ask a pastor. Ask the pastor, you know, of as I said, as a, a Bible-believing church, that if you go in and you find them, they will probably help you along the way. I, honestly, I know they will, and if they're not willing to do that, then you need to find another church. Uh, oh, man, that sounded like a, a little rough. All right. Thank you, John Smith, for asking me this question. I'm, I love the opportunity to think about how people move along this process. Now that now that you want to follow Jesus, these are a couple of things that you can do. And if you go to andymiller3rd.com um, and just the contact button, I'm just saying I would be glad, I would love to talk to anybody who's asking this question. And if I didn't answer it well right now, I'm sorry, but I'd be glad to do anything I can to clean it up later. Um, thanks, everybody, for checking out this podcast. Here comes another stuff. For those of you who are listening to this on audio or watching on YouTube, on Thanksgiving, I'll be releasing a podcast that will have an interview with my three children. And so that's going to be attached to this, but it's coming in live right now. And you might know that just the week uh, on November 16th, um, my interview with N.T. Wright comes out. And so if this if you're hearing this after, go to my website, andymillerthird.com 3rdcom and check out that great interview where he talks about romans 8 he looks as if one chapter we talk about for 75 minutes it's a real treat god bless you well here we are on the more to the story podcast again two years ago i did this at thanksgiving and today i'm bringing my children into the studio again and this year they're much taller like this guy titus wesley miller my middle child who's 14. right boy a lot's happened for you in the last two years yeah a lot Glad to have you on the podcast here. So what are some things happening in your life these days, Titus? Right. Well, um,
1: of course, school is a big part of what we do on a regular day basis. Sports, um, various things through cross country just ended and basketball is just getting started. And And you're uh,
0: on a homeschool. Right. right? Tell us about your team.
1: So um, I'm a part of the Jackson Victors, which is a homeschool organization that um, is for sports. So they have, I think, a fairly wide variety, but uh, I do cross country and basketball.
0: Yeah, and you, you tell us about even your best five k time this okay. year. Yeah, okay, well, PR.
1: Uh, I was able to beat, beat my PR this year. I have a eighteen minute eighteen second five k, right. so that's pretty good. Not like incredible incredible but i i consider it to be all yeah, right it was
0: great and like you predict as a freshman looking forward to what's going to happen right and of course you've got a lot better in basketball, a lot taller he's the same height height as me so uh what, what, what position are you playing yeah he's not taller than me yet folks uh so what position do you end up playing in basketball so um it's interesting
1: because i don't end up actually playing point guard but i end, that's kind of what i am and uh like i'll play that at practice every now and then but just kind of a two guard Gotcha. Even though I'm not as much of a shooting guard because I don't shoot that much. Anyway, it's just an overall guard or something.
0: Okay, so now we're kind of thinking like we're, we're heavy in basketball season. Thanksgiving, This will come out around Thanksgiving, Christmas. What's some of the things that happens in this fall, Christmassy type of season for you? Like, What are you right. thinking about? So one of the big
1: things that happens for us in the start of fall is what we like to call Hoosier's Night. Yes. <laughs> so this involves us. Um, it usually happens in October. We end up going... Um, and watching the movie Hoosiers, which is about an Indiana high school basketball team that wins. My favorite movie of all yes. time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we'll drink apple cider and eat some fun little desserts and that we have. And this year, Mommy made. Oh, uh, also apple. Not apple. Pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, yeah, yeah. Because we've been milling our own flour and trying to. Oh, do all yeah, sorts
0: that's of right. Stuff. That's something distinct that's happened in our yeah, family that's too. That's been we, interesting. We're truly millers because we have been milling our own uh, wheat wheat berries, right? Right, yeah. and now we're doing sourdough too. Yeah, so we have all kinds. Um, so Titus, you mentioned being homeschooled, right? I mean, what What do you think? Some of the when when you say that, people look at you kind of funny with what that is. Like, what are the misconceptions of homeschooling? Well, it's easy to think that we do literally everything at home, and
1: yeah, I mean, we do do probably a little bit more than the average person or average student at home. Um, what ends up happening, though, is we go to places around the metro area and take classes and various co-ops and such. Um, so you could do
0: Latin, geometry, right. and
1: mm-hmm, that's chemistry. What... Now, um, we do uh, have, w- I guess it's called omnibus. It's, it's a mixture of literature, history, and theology. Um that we do at home with our mom. And you've read some interesting
0: books probably in yeah. the last year or so. Tell us, just list some of those books that you've read.
1: So this year, the ones we just finished, uh, pl- we just finished Plato's Reco- Republic. Yeah. And so that was pretty interesting. We read uh, a Shakespeare play and the Iliad. And so that, that's been neat. Last year, though, we did a lot of uh, l- closer to modern books. Like um, Frankenstein was fun, even though it wasn't as informative. Um, you even did things like Karl Marx. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That was interesting. So, yeah, I, I really love it. I mean, I think it's a great way of reading. and.
0: Yeah, and of course, that's something that, that your mom and I are trying to emphasize in you. Like, we with all of you and your siblings is we want to be able to put you in a place where we're mm-hmm. able to set you up to learn all that. Right. You know, read the best literature, primary resources like you're reading. Yeah, I know. Not just little excerpts here and there. All right, Titus, here's maybe the last thing I'll cover with you. I uh, like to do a list. I did a list with your siblings too. But maybe if you get the top three sports movies. Maybe if, it's, if it comes to five, that's fine as well. Right. All right. And Hoosiers is already assumed, okay, because you have Hoosiers night. But maybe you can throw that in there if you want. Right. So um, now
1: it's interesting because we're we're a fairly big movie family, not like the biggest probably, um, but we just. Fairly recently rewatched the Rocky films. Oh right, right. So, um, and that includes
0: the Creeds. Oh right? yeah, yeah.
1: Now it's hard to say which one is my favorite out of those. Rocky Four is very goofy, but it's fun. Uh, and I, I probably say number one is the best. Um, okay. Um, but so I won't. I won't put that at three. It's hard to say what'd be three. Okay. So number one is Hoosiers. Yes. Number two would be Rocky, and number three. We also watched Moneyball recently, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Interesting.
0: I probably put that at three currently, but maybe i okay. will have a different answer tomorrow. So uh, Rocky 1's number one. What's the very last Rocky of all seven? The worst? Ooh, that's not very Nine. hard. Rocky
1: 5 is by far the worst. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Don't watch it, or if you do... Now, does the the Creeds move towards uh, closer to the top for you? Yeah. um, The most recent Creed movie was pretty good. Uh, They're not just the greatest, but they're still good movies, and they have a, you know, kind of a hard to go against the early Rockies, because those are so good, too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What is it that you like about them?
1: Yeah, well, the kind of comeback story is is pretty neat, and, um, well underdog uh, and right and uh, like there's just hard. there's good good themes to that and even just the uh, training montages and stuff <laughs> kind of what makes me want to go get out there and practice for cross country and stuff like that
0: that's awesome well thanks Ty, for coming by yeah it's a pleasure well here we are i have another guest on with me this is my oldest child my namesake andrew stewart miller the fourth is here with us andy welcome to the podcast again thank you for having me Thank yeah so it's been a couple of years, and since that time, you are taller than me. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you can see that I've had a lot of growing to do in my own understanding of my psychological health because my son's so much taller than me. How does it feel to be taller than your dad? It feels amazing.
2: <laughs> now, you're high- w- waking up in the morning like, oh, hello down there. Hey, <laughs> what's up?
0: Your height has come into in handy here lately because you're pretty active on your homeschool basketball team, right? Tell us about what's happened with your basketball team and like what your role is on that team. Um, well, I'm one of the taller people. We're not like a short team. We're not too
2: tall, but uh, I'm 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 nearly about six foot, and so um, that's not too tall for basketball. But among the people we're around, that's pretty tall. And um, so yeah, you're the big man. You're essentially one of the big men. One of the Bigger men, um, boys, boy, bigger boys, not <laughs> men yet. Yeah. So, so anyway, so tell us uh, what what are you excited about with your basketball team this year? Um. Well, I'm excited. We're we're like a younger team, but we're we're kind of like have a bunch of challenges that we need to sort of get
0: used to. But and well, and you're like uh, you're 16, but you're also the oldest on the teams, and you're often playing again or a, one of the oldest. One of the oldest. Yeah, so it makes it a little bit of a challenge for you guys because you're playing against seniors and you're just a sophomore in high school. So yeah. those, are, those are some things, right? right? Right, right, yeah. All right, I'm curious, Andy. Uh, you lo- we like to talk about sports, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd just like to get this, this idea. Maybe some people would be interested in this. If you had to say your top five, starting five basketball team of current NBA players or all-time, mm-hmm. you can choose which one you want to do, who would your top five, your, your, you have to pick one team who would be on that team? Okay. So starting five? <gasps> starting five. Starting okay. five. I think I'll go current.
2: Um, okay, current. We got that. Are we like really going specific. We're gonna because, like Yeah. Like, yeah
0: def- not just top five, but, but like each but, position. Point guard, yeah, shooting guard.
2: But are we doing like could you have LeBron as point guard or something? You, you
0: can make the team how you want. You can okay. make the team
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I won't I won't cheat it. I'll I'll go pure. Right. Um so Point guard. I'll go Wardale Stephen Curry. There you go. One of the greatest point guards What'd ever. did you call
0: with his first? Is that his first name?
2: Yeah, it's, I'm just kind of you know, okay, messing good. around. Anyway, um, Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, one of the best ball handlers of t- all time, four-time champion. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that that'll be my point guard. Shooting guard's a little more difficult because um, there's not like like. There's not as many like pure like top thirty of all time shooting guards that are like active in the, now. Yeah, active yeah, yeah. now. You could say like Devin Booker or something, and I'd probably put Devin Booker. All you right, could, Devin you Booker. Could, you could kind of like put Dame. Yeah, I mean he's more point guard, but um. Oh, okay. that's true. Yeah, anyway, um, all right. So we got Steph Curry, Dev, uh, Devin Booker. Who's your small forward? LeBron James. Okay. Um, one of the greatest of all time, probably second greatest of all time behind Jordan. You know, um, four-time NBA champion. Yeah, yeah. And just one of the greats. You know. All right, power yeah. forward. Um, Giannis. Uh, and and Uh, I'm not gonna try. Okay. Anyway, you know, one of the best two-way players in the game right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's won he's won a championship. He He's one of the best defensive players right now. One yeah, of the best yeah, offensive yeah. players. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got Giannis, and who is your center? The current NBA champion, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> there you go. He's not very athletic. He's not. He's he's big, and but he is amazing offensively. He may not be the best defensive player, but it it all evens out. I feel like.
0: Okay, so, that's a pretty good team. I like that. Okay, yeah, thanks. But if you had to have an all-time traditional point guard. Who would that be? All time traditional point all-time guard. All time traditional point guard.
2: Okay. So I think there's for only your one. There's Okay. Isaiah Thomas. There it is.
0: That's right. It's Isaiah Thomas. Okay. I was about to say John Stockton. Oh, but... no. You break your father's heart. Okay. So, um, all right. Your all time team, really quick. Okay.
2: Uh, Steph Curry, one. Jordan, two. LeBron, three. Um, all right. Power forward. L- I'll put Larry Bird there he's kind of small four all right now the
0: big question which center are you going to go with Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon, a unique pick. Okay, that's pretty good. All right, Andy, we're headed into this Thanksgiving, Christmas season. What's going to be happening for you here, and like, what you what might you be able to share with our
2: audience? Well, I'm currently working at Chick fil A, so you know, holiday season gets a little busier. And
0: you're kind of like a switch hitter at Chick fil A. You do the front of house and the back of house. Tell yeah, us what's so involved there. Yeah, so I work
2: there. in the kitchen, but also in front. I'm currently like I'm still
0: new up front, but uh,
2: yeah, it's 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 neat. Yeah
0: okay that's good so like working at chick-fil-a is going to fill up your time along with basketball and family times all right your sister is also just uh for her literature class in homeschool she's just read lord of the rings and Mm -hmm. then after she's gotten so far in the book we watch the movies and that's led to a certain line from lord of the rings being a part of our family's experience pretty much every day maybe multiple times a day why don't you tell us the significance of that line
2: so in the two towers though i'm like what do you call it pack of orcs have captured Marian pippin now i really like lord of the rings i'm not a freak about it okay some people won't shut up about it but i'm just i, I love it anyway um uh so the or- pack of orcs are carrying Marion pippin they're trying to get to isengard and they some of the orcs start complaining they want to eat Marian pippin the hobbage and and um and the lead orc um, is telling them all to be quiet, and he eventually like kills one of the other orcs. And then he's like, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> and everybody goes and eat that day, eats the dead orc. Yes. Um, so I feel like Lord of the Rings is kind of thought of to be somewhat prestigious, yes. not like ridiculous, not like Rocky Four kind of, <laughs> you know, having a montage of montages. Yes, you know, like when he's driving in his car and. Yes, He's thinking back to his past training montages. Not like there's some ridiculous movies. Lord of the Rings really isn't thought of that, but this I feel like is just like so weirdly hilarious because I don't think orcs really know what a menu is. A (laughs) menu. So
0: he says, "Look, first off, meets back on the menu. First off, they have
2: Cockney accents. I don't really know why, but they do. And um, and then they're then." he says looks looks like meats back on the menu which they don't i don't think they know what menus are i'm sure there's menus in middle earth like in whatever little, little pubs that they have yeah they but at. it's not like a term i feel like they throw around i, I just like <laughs> I don't know what they're really thinking with that line. I mean, people, it's fun, but. But
0: Nevertheless, in our house. I'm kind of glad it's there. Any meat's been put on the table or anything's on the table. The line that has been shared is, looks like chicken's back on the menu, boys, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. so. It's kind of fun. Well, Andy, thanks so much. Appreciate you. And I know you want to do one more thing here on the podcast. You see
2: this coffee mug? It has nothing in
0: it. Oh, he just revealed Behind the scenes. All right, thanks Andy for coming by. All right, thank you. Well, here I am with another guest, somebody who's very important to me, my princess, my youngest, my daughter, Georgia K. Miller. Georgia, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been two years since you're on here before and you have uh, <laughs> now you're a twelve year old girl, there's all sorts of things that have happened in your life. So tell us, what's going on in Georgia's life?
3: Well, not like a lot of stuff. Well, actually a lot of stuff. Yeah, I there was is, yeah. Thinking about it like, whoa, I do have a lot of stuff going on. Um, Yeah, I have ballet. I do ballet three times a week, which is not like... Some people like, wow, you do that so much. And people are like, that's not enough. A lot of people do. I think it's a lot. And ballet is hard. So, I mean...
0: So, maybe that's something that people will understand. Like, honestly, I went and observed one of your classes a week ago. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a little different than just when you were a little girl kind of just going and having a sweet time, kind of a fluffy time, like learning a few positions. <laughs> I mean, this is hard work, isn't it, Georgia?
3: Yeah, it is very hard. I have this one teacher oh. that just is does not stop until everything's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so that has been pretty tough. Like, it's
0: physically and mentally challenging? Yes. Yeah.
3: Like. And I have her two days in a row, so it's kind of, it's like, I really think it's, I'm going to grow a lot from this teacher, and I've already seen, I've grown a lot, but like still, this like, it's really tough. Yeah.
0: yeah. So also, since we've been with you last year, you have started a, a kind of a YouTube short channel, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Like you do some videos. Tell us about that.
3: It's called Be True with Georgia.
0: Be it's True with Georgia, Georgia Miller, right?
3: Yeah. But um yeah, it's kind of this fun thing I do. I don't take a lot of time into it. I kinda of just do like little dances, not like a ton of them, but I just make fun videos. I enjoy doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're cute. They're fun. Yeah. They're fun little videos. A little different from more to the story, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you got some you got some good ones there. Yeah. All right, so tell us a little bit too. What what are some things you're working on in even in school right now?
3: So like they said I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now and I'm in an English class and I really like it so far. I've enjoyed it and but That's mostly all we've read. We read Animal Farm, and we went. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very delightful book. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put you in a good mood, that's what you want to read. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, but.
0: Now, one thing you can maybe tell us about, and I didn't prepare you for this, but since we were here last, since the last time I had you on the podcast, there's been a new member of the Miller family, (gasps) not a baby, but why don't you tell, last Thanksgiving, who came into our family? We
3: got a little dog. I think you made a video about it, but he's like just little like Yorkie I love him a lot he's my little baby I say that a lot but he's a um, he's been a year old he's over a little over than a year old but he's really cute I just really like him he's like a really like he's just a little bundle of joy
0: yeah yeah so that's that and of course our family we like to watch do you like to watch Rocky movies I know me and the boys like to watch it but after Rocky Balboa for sure right
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah, I like them, but they're not my favorite. All right, but so if
0: you had, uh, and we're going to talk husband. about movies maybe here for a second. If you had to pick two or three movies that you are going to watch this Christmas season, this okay. Christmas, so Christmas season. Movies. So people are watching this around Thanksgiving, so I'm going to just give you a second to think about it. Um, you don't have to rank them, but you get three movies that you watch this like Christmas season. Christmas movies? Season. Yeah, Christmas okay. movies.
3: Uh, Home Alone.
0: Home Alone, okay. Elf. Elf.
3: And then I, I love Charlie Brown Christmas and How the Grinch store like the old grinch like how the grinch stole christmas like, yeah just, sure those, watching those that's
0: good you know, do you have a favorite part from elf or you have all a, of it there's uh, not
3: like a part i really like
0: okay i gotcha i like, I like more than world's <laughs> world's greatest cup of coffee i always think oh, yeah, that's a nice that's... line too <laughs> anyhow well uh, georgia any any advice you want to give to folks as they're kind of headed into this um so, thanksgiving yeah, christmas number season one for
3: christmas um, like, just think about gifts, okay? That you all, you just want to think about how you're oh. getting gifts. <laughs> Sorry, you're, if you're, a, if just you're a joking, pastor kid, right? You're yeah, just joking. joking. All those kids who around this age, if you have grown up in a Christian like uh household or just like grown up going to church, you've heard or you're a pastors, kid, yeah, or I think. A pastor kid, you've heard the story about a million times. Well, like the the pat, I mean, like the, um, the kind the of sermon, the line, yeah. yeah, that every person, I mean, every adult or kid uses to talk to Christmas uh, when you're little. It's not about getting the gifts. It's a about Jesus who came as a gift. And so it's yeah. like after a little bit, you're like, you say it with them because you know it so well. But it's true. It's kind of about that. Um, Thanksgiving, you want to be grateful. It's also about eating a lot of good food. I mean.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah.
3: We're going to have family over to our house this year. I mean. Yeah. which is exciting because it's like the first time we've ever done that.
0: Yeah, that's right. to It them to our house too, yeah. so we're looking forward to that. Well, Georgia, thanks so much. Anything else you want to say before we close out here? No? Uh,
3: sorry. No. Well,
0: Georgia gives me good advice on things to do in the podcast, yes. and so thankful for her and for the woman that she is becoming in Christ. All right, thanks so much for joining us, Georgia.
3: Thank you for watching this, and thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome.